You're tuned in to East Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. Welcome to another stellar edition of The Drive right here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith, bunch of the time clock, 301 on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in East Tennessee. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in to the show this afternoon. Lots going on, a lot to get into. Tennessee basketball tonight at Texas A&M. Home opener for the baseballs at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. And Let's go! Got controversy brewing off the field there. Lots of narrative already. Tennessee baseball season. Tony Vitello's program will not be ignored, ladies and gentlemen. But the big story today in the SEC has to be what's going on down at Alabama, their basketball program. Bombshell report dropping just about an hour or so ago at AL.com. And the gist of it, this is a long and complicated story. I don't have time to read everything, but I would suggest you go and read through the details yourself. But the major headline here today is Brandon Miller, the superstar from Nashville. Lottery pick. Potential top five pick in this year's NBA draft brought the gun used on the Tuscaloosa strip killing of a woman that led to capital murder charges for his now former teammate Darius Miles and his friend Michael Buzz Davis. Yes, that Brandon Miller, the Brandon Miller who went for, what, he had 18 points at Thompson Bowling last week? The guy who has been one of the dominant players, a shoe-in for SEC Player of the Year. This year. Yeah, and possibly, you know, a couple of big pieces of hardware. Player of the year. Yeah, that's what – yeah, I mean, he he's going to be uh, – I mean, it's just a phenomenal player. Brought the gun. Now, apparently – and, again, this is a confusing story. I read the whole thing uh, right before we came on the air. And there are so it's one of those things where there's so many names and, like, it, it's hard to keep up with, really – but as I understand it, it wasn't his gun. It was the, the shooter, Darius Miles. It was his gun. But Brandon Miller brought him the gun. Yeah, and then apparently in another part of it, I was trying to find the excerpt where it it, it sounds like he used his car with another person's car to block the road in front of the victim's yeah, that, vehicle. that part was a little bit confusing his windshield was struck twice by gunfire. He was shot. He could have been killed in this. Well, yeah. Well, anybody involved in this situation obviously could have been killed, and it's a tragedy because one person did lose their life, and it was a young mom. Yeah, a young lady was shot in the face and, and passed away. Her boyfriend, who was in the car with her, returned fire to Darius Miles. I mean, there's a dang shootout on the strip in Tuscaloosa all over – 
this woman apparently did not return advances and Dip Miles' boyfriend. advances. Yeah, and I mean, it's just some ridiculous nonsense that led to a murder. And I mean, this is a bombshell report. Another Alabama basketball player, Jaden Bradley, was also at the scene of the shooting. He's another five star great player on that pro- who was involved in this. Yeah. And I'm just mystified. I've never run a program. It seems to me that this is a huge deal. Okay, Brandon Miller didn't pull the trigger. It wasn't his gun. He brought the gun to the shooter in what turned out to be a homicide. How, at the very least... Is he not am, an accessory? Am I, am I on the, por- the porch right now? How, at the very least, no. are you not suspended? You were involved in a murder. Well, according to Nate Oates, it... Wherever his presser, I'm trying to pull that exact quote up. He basically said he's not in any trouble. Here's the quote from Nate Oates. He was asked about it at his press conference today. Quote, we knew about that. Can't control everything everybody does outside of practice. Nobody knew that was going to happen. College kids are out. Brandon hasn't been in any type of trouble, nor is he in any type of trouble about this case. Wrong spot at the wrong time. End quote. Wrong spot at the wrong time he, is wrong is, spot at the wrong time. Uh, that's that's not this, buddy. This is a dead woman. <laughs> like you're one of your players murdered somebody, and your star player brought the gun. Your other star player was there. We're just now finding out about this. They've been playing basketball for the last three weeks. Yeah, it's a horrible look for them. Am I insane? Like this, this like, is, what is nuts. Nate, yeah. And I, listen, man, I, it's not for it. I know this is a big rivalry. I am not gleeful about this at all. But it it seems to me, I'm, I'm first incredulous. of all, I can't imagine this happening at in a Rick Barnes coached program. But if it happened in like Bruce Pearl's program. Like I don't care how good the player is, don't you? You have to I mean, suspend the player like this. I, our I, guy just got caught with a gun and a backpack, a little bit of green in it. Yeah, and and they all got suspended like immediately. The Tyler Smith, that was his last game. He never played again. Yeah. I mean, this is mind-boggling to me. His car was shot. He could have been killed. Brandon Miller could have been murdered. I'm not so much zeroing in on that as I am. I want to know more about the whole roadblock part of that article. Did he pretend? I mean, because if if you're blocking, you know, a car that ended up having a murder victim in it and you and somebody else, you know, have created a roadblock to block them being able to get away from being murdered, then you're involved in 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 a, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds a whole lot like a, you know, whole lot of murder charge i mean it sounds like you'd be charged with murder well it also sounds like a lot of this is cut on caught on camera because everything's caught on camera it sounds like there's some surveillance cameras that caught some of this and it, again it, i i had to skim this story very quickly uh it sounded to me like uh, maybe brandon miller might have some sort of camera on his car that caught part of this so you've got some you've got video of, of a lot of this happening and i i just find it mind-boggling that you had multiple players at 
the scene. I mean, it almost sounds like, you know, a, a good chunk of the team was involved here. Yeah, you want to hear the most absurd kind of dark comedy part of it? All the players that were there, they were all in Dodge Challenger and Chargers. They listed that off. I mean, I, it's... They're Alabama cars. I don't... Listen, man, I, it's like the Maui Yahunas. I, I don't care about any any of that stuff anymore. I mean, we're, we're talking about a murder here. And, like, I, I hope Brandon Miller, I, I would hope he's driving a better thing than a, a Dodge Challenger. Like, doesn't matter. We're talking about a murder yeah. here that, that happened. Like, it seems to me, maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion. But this seems like a huge story. Like, I, I cannot believe this. So I was going to mention, too, there's another quote for you. Asked by AL.com why Miller was not charged, Tuscaloosa Chief Deputy DA Paula Whitley said, that's not a question I can answer. There's nothing we could charge with him according to the law. That sounds like you did just answer it. I mean, maybe maybe that's true. Like, there, there's nothing you can charge Unless him. the law is just a whole lot different down in Alabama, and I, and I got a feeling it's not from almost every other state in the United States. Yeah. You brought a gun that was used in a murder. I mean, it. I, I don't know. I, you think there's? I mean, I, I, I don't know anything about the law. This. Maybe, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Maybe you will be charged. Maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe. I mean, it's it's again. It's it's not his gun. He didn't pull the trigger. I get all that. At the very least, you have some tremendously poor judgment here, and there is all. It's tragic enough as it is. I mean, like. It sounds like there's a shootout. I don't know how many shots were fired, but I mean, they're. It sounds sick, but it's true. Like they're lucky there was only one death. In this situation, and. I mean, yeah. Like you this wish this happened like on their version of the strip, wherever down in Tuscaloosa, right? Evidently. Is any of the video leaked? No, I mean, I'm. It probably will come out eventually. I would imagine, but. I mean, so what? Do you see any way he's gonna Oates is gonna be able to withstand the pressure that's getting ready to be brought to bear on him? I don't know, man. I I don't know. I I can't. I don't think he would lose his job over this. I don't. I mean, where's their university? Where's their administration to step in? And did they know about this? And they just are are we overreacting to this? I mean, should he be allowed to play? I don't know. That seems. I'm trying to think, like, if this were Tennessee football and you had players involved in a, a shooting like this, I can't imagine that uh, everybody who had, was involved wouldn't have been at least indefinitely suspended at the beginning. And I mean, Nate Oates said today they knew about this and did nothing. And listen, man, I'm not piling on Brandon Miller. I'm not trying to, like, you watch the videos. He seems like a very um, – well put together young man in terms of like his commitment on the court seems like you watch the video of him with with Billis like very well spoken well mannered seems like a, a guy who is on his way to a an elite professional career does not seem like a guy who's distracted and into the wrong things at all so I mean that makes this even even more shocking is because he he did seem like such a good person to be involved and something like this. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i just putting myself in. Listen, I was a damn fool. I was a knucklehead in college. Oh, One of my friends calls me and says, hey, I'm in some beef with a guy. Bring me my gun. My Even then, drunken, inebriated, wasted, 
Russell is saying, bro, I don't want to be involved in this. Like, you're going to get yourself arrested. You're going to get somebody killed. You're going to go to jail, man. Get away from whatever it is. My name is Bennett, and I ain't in it. You do, like, no, you, you, you do what you want to do, but don't call me. Lose my number. And this is a guy who's a potential NBA lottery pick. It's like, yeah, I got you, bro. I'm bringing you your gun. Tens and upon tens of millions of dollars in line. Unbelievable, man. Your whole future, your whole family's future. Stunning. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on this, but it, it certainly seems like a developing situation. And uh, NATO, it's uh, this is not going to go away. He's going to have to answer some of these some of these questions. And I would yeah, be stunned a- if they are able to just sort of withstand the storm and, and sweep this thing under the rug. I think I will be stunned if he doesn't end up having to, having to suspend Miller to cover himself. But at this point, you've already played and, and won several games with him. I mean, it's like ugh, the whole thing just feels dirty. Well, yeah, because it is. A young lady's dead, and uh, you you knew – that your star player was a central, you know, maybe not central. He was, he brought the gun that was used in the murder. Whether or not, you know, Alabama law doesn't see that as being a, an accessory. I know that if he didn't bring that gun to the scene, chances are that girl very well oh. may still be alive. Oh, I mean, that's perfectly reasonable logic. Absolutely, she would be. No, man, I'm not bringing you your gun. You need to come home. That that kid's still on the team. He's not in jail. Woman's still alive. You've forgotten about it by now. It was one little dust-up at the club. It's yeah. over. And, and instead – Four or five families' lives aren't ruined. Chaos. Just utter chaos. Yeah, the, the kid, uh, Davis – or uh, Miles, the kid who pulled the trigger, his mom's a police officer. Tennessee basketball tonight. At Texas a and I'll be honest, guys. I'll be honest. Okay. I'm not feeling it tonight. I'll be honest. It's not that I'm feeling it. I've just kind of gotten a kind of got a, a sense of the rhythm of the roller coaster <laughs> of of this season, and it wouldn't surprise me. Just like it, when I kept saying it wouldn't surprise me if we came out and beat Alabama, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we came out and beat A&M down there. I would be. Super hostile environment against a team that's on a roll. Uh, same deal as last week. Vols weren't losing to Alabama in our environment here up the way Tennessee was. And they weren't beating Kentucky in that environment up there the way Kentucky was motivated. Um I don't think Tennessee are beating the Aggies tonight. I hope I'm wrong. But that's that's kind of my feeling. We'll, we'll unpack that more as we go through the day here this afternoon. Opening day at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, Alabama A&M is in town. And uh, we'll talk about that. That's actually getting set to get uh, started. They'll, they're popping off, as the kids say, down at Lindsey Nelson here about an hour and 15 minutes. So we'll keep you up to date on that one as we roll through your Tuesday afternoon edition of The Drive. Coming up, Adam Sparks of the New Sentinel has been covering Tennessee football and uh, this NCAA investigation. He wrote a really good piece about it over the weekend. When will Josh Heupel and the Vols have clarity about the Pruitt scandal 
We will unpack all this with Sparks when we continue next. Stay with us. You're listening to The Drive. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fan Run Radio, The Drive continues. Russell Bear Marcus back with you this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in today. We're ready to go to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines for the first time this afternoon. Adam Sparks of the Knoxville News Sentinel standing by with us. Good afternoon. Adam, how are you, sir? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Thanks for jumping on here. Uh, wanted to get you on to talk about your piece over the weekend about the Tennessee NCAA Jeremy Pruitt infractions case, which you know, it's one of those things you kind of forget at times that uh, that's still lingering out there. But uh, before we get to that, Adam, uh, just interested your general thoughts i'm sure you've seen the big news today about uh, the brandon miller situation down at alabama uh we just we just kind of laid it all out there in our first segment are you surprised that he has not been the subject of any sort of disciplinary action given today's revelation that he actually brought the murder weapon to the scene of the crime well, I, actually, I've, I've been out of pocket most of the day, so I, I found out that there was some update to it about two minutes ago. Oh, when Bear, <laughs> Bear updated you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. I, I I don't know that I'd have much of a take on it. Okay. Uh, the fact that he brought the gun, though, I, I, when this when the early reports came out, however long that ago that was, uh, I I'd heard that was the case. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that that. The fact that I've, I don't even cover that team, and I'd heard that a while back, um, not reportable, but I'd heard that. I, I would imagine uh, Nate Oates would have known it, too. I don't, I don't think this would necessarily be a surprise by him. It, it, anytime you have something that's violent in that way, uh, usually the way is that the thing you do is to go to the extreme in terms of discipline. That Usually if there's some kind of violence involved, you don't necessarily like wait for the things to play out. Um, so it, yeah, it, you know, you could be taking a, Alabama could be taking a PR hit just by doing very little of anything. Well, I'm just trying to, and you know, it's 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 hard for folks in Knoxville sometimes to uh, judge things in other markets, and particularly in Alabama, fairly. And I, I'm just trying to imagine a similar situation unfolding, and um, you know, Tennessee's football team or any any, any other, you know team out there and I have a hard time seeing any coach not have to at, at the very least come down with some sort of indefinite suspension while we gather the facts you know that that sort of thing it's it's pretty shocking and I, I think you 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 nailed it Adam it's going to be a quite a PR hit it's, it's going to be a storm they have to navigate for the next couple of weeks I'd imagine well and you think about what who would be pushing the opposite direction if if you have uh, some type of indefinite suspension. You feel like even your fan base, certainly your your administration, would be like, okay, yeah, that's let, let's let's do that, and then let's let's wait this thing out and see where it goes. I, I don't know what, who the the counter to that would be, unless you just think uh, God didn't do anything, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep his status as is. Uh, I, I I don't see if there. Why I don't think there'd be much pushback if you if he did do something a little more drastic. Wow. Yeah, well, we'll be keeping our eye on that situation. We visit with Adam Sparks this afternoon on your Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Adam, uh, mentioned your piece in the New Sentinel over the weekend. Um, and for folks who might not have seen it, just uh, maybe a couple bullet points here. What What is the uh, nutshell update 
on Tennessee's NCAA case stemming from the violations committed under Jeremy Pruitt? Well, Tennessee's still spending a lot of money. Uh, we get these <laughs> updates uh, routinely about the legal fees and that sort of thing. Um, they paid uh, close to $200,000 in the past quarter in, in the three-month period leading up to when they had in the response to NCAA. So still spending a lot of money. It's over $1.5 million. Uh, the attorneys are doing very well in this situation. They've They've uh, accounted up all their hours. They're close to 4,900 hours now, billable hours. Um, so Tennessee continues to spend plenty of money on its defense. Um, uh, th- this thing, you know, I wrote in the piece that it's headed to either a negotiated resolution or a hearing, and that's technically true because that's, that's sort of the two options that are left. Um but it's it's not going to go to a negotiated resolution. I mean, that's still possible. Uh, but the, the the point that they're at now, it's going to go to a hearing. And part of the reason for that is that you, you usually you have to get all parties agreeing to what's going on. And uh, you know, first off, Jeremy Pruitt and, and all the coaches, I don't think necessarily would just say, "Hey, whatever the NCAA wants to do, we're fine with it," because a show cause is likely headed Jeremy Pruitt's way. But the fact that there was a big uh, disagreement uh, between Tennessee and NCAA in terms of its, its failure to monitor allegation, that's, that's, that's the one big violation against Tennessee is a failure to monitor. Tennessee doesn't think it should be um, held responsible to that degree, and uh, NCAA thinks it should. And so that, that's why this thing is going to be headed to a hearing. And, you know, it, it'll it'll stretch into the summer. Mm. Um whether it whether we get to next season and this thing is still lingering, it's it's possible. Uh, but I, I think it'll definitely go well into the summer. So you have a, a hearing, and there'll be some lead up to that, and then they they have the hearing, and then what? It's like a thirty day process before they render a verdict, and then you can appeal the verdict, which which would add another you know thirty days, ninety days, whatever it is. Like a, you're, it could drag on considerably. He, yeah, and I think one difference that you may see in this one is that uh, t- typically in NCAA cases, uh, the the school and the coach and all parties involved are kind of they're they're sort of following the same path. I think if Tennessee could get the failure to monitor uh, uh, violation maybe lessened, or maybe just accept that and the penalty be be. A potential penalty be lessened, like if they say the NCAA, yeah, w- we did that, but don't hit as hard with the penalty. Then Tennessee could could agree to the terms and move on, and then Jeremy Pruitt, whoever else, any of the coaches, can have their part of the appeal, and maybe Pruitt's would 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 go longer than Tennessee. I think that's prob that's probable, but uh, the hearing I think will take this thing well into the summer. That's for sure. I mean, anytime I talk to Tennessee fans. Usually they don't want to know that much about the details of it. They just want to know when is it going to be over and how bad is it going to be. And yeah. I, it'll be it'll be summer, like I said, or or maybe even into the fall. Um, how bad is it going to be? I don't think it's going to be awful for Tennessee. I think it's still going to be pretty bad for Jeremy Pruitt. It and I think this is important to understand is that the worse it is for Jeremy Pruitt, um, the better it's probably going to be for Tennessee. Uh, because Tennessee's case is that these were bad actors. This was these were rogue coaches. They 
they went beyond Tennessee's purview and just did what they wanted, and there's no way Tennessee could have stopped them. If uh, if the NCAA sees it that way and really hammers Jeremy Pruitt, then then it's sort of playing into Tennessee's case uh, and saying, okay, we, we kind of understand your, your your side of it. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, I think Casey Pruitt's um, part in this actually strengthens Tennessee's case because Casey Pruitt, Jeremy's wife was NCAA, worked in NCAA compliance. She knew the rules. And hmm. if you're trying to make the case that this was just an odd situation uh, where things happened out of your control, that is Tennessee, uh, having the wife doing a lot of the cheating, I think, makes your case uh, pretty well. Interesting. Adam Sparks with us this afternoon, your new Sentinel. And, uh, Adam, you know, we've already established the timeline here Um Sounds like best case scenario. The best case scenario is there's a negotiated, uh, and that was the entire point, right? Of and cooperating was hoping that you could get some sort of agreed upon settlement with the NCAA, avoid going to trial. You say it doesn't sound like they're going to be able to get that done. Um, failure to monitor p- penalties. Do we have any sort of recent precedent as to? what Tennessee might be looking at. I'm, I'm sure they would rather just get off with what they've already self-imposed, a couple of scholarship reductions and Heupel's first year, all that stuff. It sounds like the NCAA might want to see a little bit more of the claw marks on Tennessee's back here. Yeah, I mean, I think the the problem with judging precedent too much is that everything, any case that happened uh, before this that had any similarities were, was under the uh, the old NCAA Constitution. And now Tennessee, the the violations were committed yeah. under the old Constitution, yeah. but these are, you know, supposedly being judged under the new Constitution. And the new Constitution, uh, the approach is n- not to not to penalize current athletes for things that previous athletes or previous coaches did. Um, to almost always take a postseason ban off of the table, and. Uh, you know, so I, I think Tennessee is pretty competent. They're not going to get a bowl ban uh, that's been established for a while. They did have those scholarship reductions. They did uh, that were uh, that they did to themselves. I, I think those are probably hold up. Tennessee really just needs to make sure it doesn't get hammered hard with a failure to monitor, and that's why they're going to fight this uh, for quite a while. I, I don't think there's much of a loss in just fighting it for a few more months if they can if they can get the NCAA to maybe wear out and say, what, what you guys have done so far, that's fine. We'll move on. Um, and, and I think that's what, that's what they're, that, that's what they're going to try to accomplish by taking it to a hearing this summer. You know, I, I know some people will say, Adam, this has gone on for two years now since, since Pruitt's been gone. It's time to wrap this thing up. But uh, from my vantage point, <laughs> you know, for those of us who followed NCAA rules, violations cases for a long time you know i remember the north carolina thing took like uh, at least five years um you know bill self of kansas just got his punishment this year for that uh, story that broke i believe in 2017 five years later you know two years if if tennessee is able to get this wrapped up and put to bed this year and and have everything happen in less than three years um it seems like relatively speaking that was fairly expeditious compared to so, several other NCAA cases. Yeah, and, and I think at this point, it, there's not really ramifications around the program much anymore because, uh, one, they've uh, while they've had this cloud over them, they've won and got the program back to where they wanted it to be. 
Um, you know, Josh Heupel has made has had the program look completely different than it did. Uh, they've recruited very well. They have a top ten class. You don't get the sense that these things are held against them anymore. That they're not recruited against. Uh, by, by you know other programs saying well they're going to be under some kind of probation or you're not going to get to play at a bowl there or anything like that. I, I think that's pretty much dissipated or, or gone completely at this point. So I don't think I, I think if you go over and ask like current players and even coaches about the NCAA investigation, you get a similar response as you would with the fan base, which is oh right that that's <laughs> still going on. I, I kind of forgot about that. Uh, and so. It, to that extent, I think Tennessee has sort of moved on. As long as these aren't harsh penalties, um, you know, I, I, I think it's fine to sort of forget about it. The, the only people that are worried too much about the NCAA case is Danny White uh, and the attorneys at Tennessee paying handsomely to fight it. And perhaps Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Jeremy Pruitt. Um, Surprised he didn't get that Alabama defensive coordinator job, Adam. Can't imagine yeah, why know, that I didn't work out. Maybe if he had, he would slide into an analyst position, but I think even Nick Saban knows that uh, Jeremy Pruitt's a little, little too hot to handle right now, um, and you know that he's going to get hammered pretty hard. And there's a lot of good defensive coordinators out there. Um, I, I'd be curious to know if Jeremy Pruitt even even thinks he he's going to coach again in college because uh, the NFL is there, and he can go and coach, and he can. He can he could coach high school programs, which obviously started his career in. Um, but if if he fights this thing hard, it's going to be because he wants to coach at college again. Adam Sparks, KnoxNews.com, with us this afternoon. Adam, uh, let's talk about something on the field real quick before we let you run today. Um, news today this week that college football executives are looking at a series of proposals to shorten. The games, games going well over three and a half hours these days. Uh, what are your thoughts on those? Whether or not they're they're going to pass, and I, I, it's, it seems to me that this could have a major impact on Tennessee, being that they play such a distinct style, where you know time of possession is is not a a huge statistic, something that Josh Heupel cares about. But when you limit the number of possessions, it seems like that is something that Heupel cares a lot. About what are your thoughts on the game shortening proposals? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the you know they've done this in the past, at least to the extent of you know the biggest thing that could be changed is the faking of injuries. Um, and uh, you know they pushed this out there a number of times. Coaches have have been shamed uh, in the past of doing that, and uh, uh, it just it just never goes through. I think a lot of these things are good ideas, and then they get tabled because they seem like they're too complicated to implement. And uh, usually, usually any time you want to change in college football, uh, the idea comes one year, and then it's discussed the next, and then it's a couple years after that that changes are made. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Tennessee has to have long games or short games. I think whatever it does, it can, it, you know, it, it it likes to use that tempo, and I think you can do that in any type of game. I mean, I. I do think the uh, I think fans would probably enjoy it more if you could shorten games, but uh, you know, then again, it's it's once a week, so it's an event. I, I I think the push for like baseball to shorten games is far far stronger than than college football games because uh, college football is an event, baseball is every day. Uh, I, I don't know that there's that much momentum to get a lot of these things changed. 
Yeah, uh, we'll keep our eye on it. Adam, uh, great work these days over at KnoxNews.com. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam Sparks. Adam, thanks for shedding light on Tennessee's ongoing NCAA case. I'm sure we'll be talking about it again soon. <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Adam Sparks, Knoxville News Sentinel at KnoxNews.com. Adam Sparks on Twitter. Uh, really good summary of the current state of Tennessee's NCAA case at KnoxNews.com for subscribers. Go check that out if you haven't seen it, if you're wondering where things stand. I'll take a quick time out. Open up the Big Orange Phillies phone lines to you, 865-546-8200. They'll have the game on tonight at Big Orange Phillies, 6625 Maynardville Pike and Halls. 7 p.m. tip-off tonight down in College Station. Plenty of time to get out there and get yourself a little Philly cheesesteak, maybe a juicy burger, basket of wings, something like that, a couple of cold beverages to wash your tasty food down. And then it's time for Tennessee basketball, and you might need – couple more tasty beverages at that point hopefully hopefully it's the keg of glory we're drinking from tonight but yeah we've we've learned not to expect too much two and four the month of february right now for tennessee not a good february not, not good all right we'll talk about that when we continue stay with us it's the drive on fan run radio Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell Bear and Marcus Young cruising with you on a Tuesday afternoon edition of the show. Adam Sparks of your Knoxville News Sentinel. Bear, what did you learn? That he doesn't uh, think that it'll what, – what is it called? The, is it arbitration? They're or? not going to be able to negotiate a no. settlement. No. That, that was That was surprising to me. I, I, it, it's, not, it's not to me, like for the reasons he said. I mean, I, I thought that was the entire point of the unique way that Tennessee handled this thing, bringing the NCAA in on their interviews, transparency, transparency, transparency. Did Every- it make you nervous? Yeah, a little bit. I can tell. I mean, well, I, I don't think that you're going to get a bowl ban or anything, but I, I, don't, I really don't care about a bowl ban, man. The scholarships are uh, – that's what always bothers me. I mean, that's what, that's what kills you. you got to have players. And it just seems like they're hell-bent on hitting Tennessee with a failure to monitor charge, which I get. I mean, it was a failure to monitor. It was, a, it was absolutely a failure to monitor. It's the walking definition of failure to monitor. You had a coach going absolutely rogue. His athletics director 100% knew it was happening. Yeah, I mean, he didn't fail to monitor him. He just didn't monitor him. He didn't he care. He didn't care, yeah. And then, and then who's his boss? Well, that's Donnie Plowman. And as soon as she found out, she fired everybody. Let Fulmer resign. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I – He should I, have fired him. I get that. But it, it's like and, – and here's the, the other thing. So, evidently, this Ahuna situation. He's not in the starting lineup again today. Right. Man, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're doing this in baseball now, too? Yeah. I mean, this has the potential to be a big distraction. He's already, So he's missed four games now, mm-hmm. and he's not suspended. He's not suspended. Tony's not suspended. We have no idea. What's going on? What? Yeah, I mean, 
they here's what's going to – I'm already pissed off about it in case you couldn't tell. Oh, I can tell. But if they're going to come back and eventually say, all right, well, Tennessee tampered and did all this and Mally Ahoon is suspended for 10 games. Well, he's already, you better retroactively do that. Oh, yeah. You better count the three games, four games now that he's already missed. It doesn't seem like this thing's coming to a conclusion anytime soon. Are you are you worried that we may not ever get to see him play? A little bit. I mean, I, That's I would not be off the table, is it? I would be surprised, but I mean, we're talking about a non-revenue sport here, and we all love college baseball now. And God bless Tony Vitello for making that something that we're into now. But what are we doing, man? NCAA provide some clarity here. Maui committed the first week of June. The first week of June, you have had over seven months to figure this out. Make a decision. And listen, it's we're probably not going to like it, but at least make a decision. There's the season has already started. Why do we have this lack of clarity here? You're messing with a young person's livelihood. Look, if Tennessee did something wrong in his recruitment, if we tampered, if um, there was an NIL misuse, whatever. Then levy a suspension to the kid, to Vitello, to whoever, and let's move on. Just get it over with. The season has started. It's ridiculous that this nonsense is going on in baseball. We've become accustomed to it in football. I have it every year now. Brew McCoy this year. Um, Aubrey Solomon, Cade, Cade Mays. Like just it happens every. It's probably going to happen with Deontay Thornton this year. I don't know that, but I mean, why it wouldn't, wouldn't it? surprise me? <laughs> yeah, just... I see what you're saying. What are you eating right now? Yes, a lozenge. <clears throat> I've been in incredibly dry air for the past 24 hours. I'm sorry. Okay, can you like aggressively sucking on that thing? My voice is going like it's just like how you said it right now, as if you were wondering what he ate. Yeah, what, what, today. what are you typically eating on the air? Uh, I mean, sometimes I like candy, Slim Jim. Snap into a Slim Jim. The hell was I talking about? Maui Ahuna, man, just make a ruling. Make a ruling on this. What are we doing? This is college baseball. It's a non-revenue sport. Really, NCAA? You just got you just took another L in federal court last week. They're basically saying. Yeah, you guys suck. These kids are employees. Why do you keep coming back with this nonsense about amateurism? (laughs) Here's another L. It's that Floyd Mayweather thing. They're handing out L's. One after another. You're taking all those L's. And you've got basketball coaches run amok. You you never really did anything about that. You never really did anything to bring that in. Got all this NIL stuff going on in football. The transfer portal's running mad. And you're coming after you're coming after Tony Vitello and Maui Ahuna. This is your big fish to catch. What Sounds you, like it. You you wonder why your name is mud in public presentation. This is not a bitter Tennessee fan. Nobody likes these guys. Nobody. Even Congress. They can't agree on anything. Uh-uh. They're talking about secession up there. And yet both the left and right can come together and say, 
NCAA needs to go. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday. I mean, they lost a nine to nothing decision in the most polarized Supreme Court in the history of our country. You you've got here's the problem, man. Here's the problem. This could we could get rid of the NCAA and replace it with something that actually works and makes sense mm-hmm. tomorrow pretty easily. If an administrator, coach, or somebody would stand up and say, this this st- needs to stop. Nobody's providing any leadership, and it needs to stop right now. Here's what we need to do. Everybody jump on board. This is what we're doing. We're right. leaving the NCAA this way. But th- that's not going to happen because all these people are cowards. Or they're not even cowards, man. That, that's too much. They're just self-interested. They're human beings, man. And they're making millions. The administrators and the coaches, they're all making all the money off off the kids right now. Mm-hmm. And and nobody wants to upset that apple cart. You think Dr. Danny wants to up, what, what do you get a bump up to now? He's making like 1.4. Is he making $2 million a year? I think it's $2 million. Athletics director in, uh, making two, automatic rollover every you, year. You think Danny White's going to be the guy to rattle the cage? No, and he no. won't be making that if all the schools have to pay for – uh, pay the players a you somewhat think, fair wage and offer them, you know, workman's compensation for their injuries on the job. You think Josh Heupel, oh, he's making nine now. He's making five last year. You, you think even at five he's going to be the guy to rattle the cage? Kirby Smart's going to rattle the cage? You think Nick Saban? You think Chip Kelly? You think uh, Sunbelt Billy? You think these guys are going to stand up and do what's right? No, man. No. You're not going to do it. So, look, I mean, it, until these players, you know, these players get together. Yeah. And I, I hate to be all, like, union talking here in a, in a right-to-work state, but it, until they – the powers that be aren't going to do it for them, man. They got too much to lose. No, they're going to have to unionize. They're going to have to organize. They're, they're going to have to do something. Yeah. Or, you know, let, let's, you go get, let's go get Maui Ahuna. Let's get Maui Ahuna. We got to we got to rein this in, man. This Maui kid, he got a free free plane ticket. Barry, can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> they they have a free plane ride down to Knoxville. College baseball player. Kid's probably Let, gonna end let's up. Let's rule him ineligible. Nah. Kid who's got a shot at getting one of those MLB max contracts here in the next ten years. G T F O. You guys suck, NCAA. I mean, I hate to be crass about it, but good gracious. Yeah, they suck at their jobs, Russ. So, let me get set for the um, um, season opener at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Coming up here in about 40 minutes down there. Basketball tonight at Texas A&M. Vols in desperate need of a win. We will be with you. Voluntary reaction as soon as that game goes final. Probably around 9 tonight on Twitter Spaces. Hopefully we'll be drinking from the keg of glory, Russ. Saturday was the worst voluntary reaction ever. I had some feedback about our – they called they called uh, me and you and Davey low, low energy. It was. It, it was totally low energy. I was just not feeling it. I would have I, I gladly canceled it. It was such a beautiful day. But um, – uh, that would have been cowardly. I mean, you know, we, you lose a game, you don't do it. I mean, that's Matt. That, that's the kind of thing Matt Jones does. So, I was like, 
I was building a fire outside while that was going on and like just not paying attention. And yeah, it's, I'm sorry. That was unprofessional. Won't happen again unless we lose tonight. And then it's totally happening again. Let's get TJ in here. TJ, you're on the drive. It's Fade Run Radio. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, look, I'm no lawyer uh, by any means, but I do know uh, gun laws as car- as a carrier and protecting my house. And by the way, do know your laws. It's a difference in saving your life or spending 25 years in jail. Um, but is that not the definition of accessory to murder by supplying the murder weapon? I mean, it's I, – I don't know. I, I don't know how the Alabama law is written. I've seen – Several lawyers that, that look legit as, as it gets on Twitter, you know, people that practice law in Alabama that I believe those are called lawyers, yes. And they're they're calling BS on it. Well, I, I guess the only thing I I could think of is, you know, you, it it's hard to prove his intent. If if I were Brandon Miller, I, I would certainly be saying. Oh, it's my friend. He wanted his. I didn't know what he was going to use it for. I was just doing a favor for a friend. If I had known that this was going to happen, I never would have done it. Um, I don't know if that stands up in the court of law, but I would imagine that's his position. I mean, I would imagine the argument would be on the other side is despite the fact you didn't know, as Bear mentioned earlier, multiple things would have been completely different had that gun not been brought by Miller. This other kid wouldn't be in jail. The poor woman would still be with us. Like, there's a lot of things that would be different had he not brought it, despite the fact of him not knowing what it was for. I think that's a pretty heavy argument on its own. If, you know, here nor there, you know, whatever. But, Russell, let me, let me, real quick. You want to hear the bracket of all brackets? Have you seen the updated bracketology? No. Oh, my word. Buckle up, Russell. In the East, in New York, Purdue is the one, Baylor is the two, Tennessee three, Gonzaga four, UConn five, Kentucky is the eight, Duke is the six. My Well, as Tennessee fans, we won't have to worry about that for more than a game or two. So, <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid, Tennessee. Oh, this is the year we're going, we're going, man. Yeah, let's run the gauntlet. Why not? Let's do it. They've they've got y'all uh, against Hofstra. Hofstra fourteen, and then we play Duke and Greensboro. That sounds like fun. Yep. Then playing if if Duke and Tennessee win, playing Duke uh, in Greensboro in the second round. Woo. Well, I'm looking, uh, Baylor's the two-seed on that side of the bracket. But we all know that Tennessee, if they were somehow beat Duke and Greensboro and go to the Sweet 16, would be playing 10-seed Auburn. You know that's how that works out. And then it would be Tennessee and Kentucky in the Elite Eight with a trip to the Final Four on the line, and all hell would break loose. Complete Armageddon. That's a bracket right there, man. Good God. Hey, good luck tonight, man. Thank you, uh, TJ. Appreciate you. Stay with us. Hour number two of The Drive coming up. Marcus Young has your top four at four when we continue next right here on Fan Run Radio.